Welcome to Welcome to the Podcast. In the Hand of Broken Rule Club. I'm your host, the Kirk of Hold Rupert. And today we do. Uh. Where are you talking? <laughs> I'm getting. Hey, <laughs> welcome to Drunken Book Club. I'm your host, Christopher the Dragon Speaking Rupal. Joined with. The Harry Hooligan Sam. And hey, this time around we read How to Train Your Dragon, book one, aka How to Train Your Dragon. And we're doing, we're doing something a little different this time around. Uh, wait, wait, before we even get into that, welcome to Jan- new series, new book, new year, new book January. Uh, and Sam chose this book this time around, right? I think so. Yes, you did. Okay. <laughs> I didn't remember I if it. I chose it or not. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Sam chose How to Train Your Dragon, and I was like... Why don't we do a little twist on this? Why don't... Because, you know, normally whenever we read a book, we just do kind of like a book report. We recap what happened. We give our reviews, our notes, our jokes, that sort of thing. I thought, hey, why don't we try doing a... What's the difference between the book and the movie on this one? Because why not? It's it's something different. We don't do... We haven't done a lot of, like, movie-based books. Like, the only... I think there's only been, like... What, maybe two books we've read that have had movie ad- adaptations? Charlie and Chocolate Factory and something else. Vanicula had a TV show adaptation. Uh, it did. Oh, it also had the What's Called. It did have an actual, like, like TV, like a TV special. So. And also What's Called, uh, I mean, this was after we read it, but uh, What's Called, um, oh my god, Are You There, God? It's me and Margaret had a movie post. Yeah. So. And then there's also, um... Animorphs has a TV show. Yeah, that's <laughs> such a loose show, I wouldn't count it. That's like counting the Goosebumps ones, you know? True. They can't really do do a one-to-one kind of thing on that one. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're going to do a little bit of a what's the difference on this one, and we'll go over that after we talk about what we pre-gamed on. Sam, which pre-game on? I'm having a Dr. Pepper from Wiener Schnitzel with a <laughs> shot of cherry vanilla Captain Morgan. I wasn't aware Wiener Schnitzel was paying us to drop their name. Fucking bleep their names out, Chris. Does it really matter? <laughs> no. <laughs> so that's what we had for dinner. So. Yeah, it was. It was what we had for dinner. It was tasty. Yeah. Love me some chili from there. And uh, I had a little shooter of Scatterbrain PB&J whiskey, which Sam had a little sip of. Um, not bad. Would not buy a whole bottle of that, but I'm glad I tried it as a shooter. Um... I was about to say, it's definitely better than their uh, birthday cake flavored whiskey. That was one of the most awful things I've ever had in my life. Uh, that was whiskey. And for the actual show itself, I'm currently nursing an Alderberry, a Charm City Meadworks Alderberry Mead. Uh, because I felt mead just pairs well with these books. Yeah. You know? I was about to say, Vikings drink mead. Mead. Yum, 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 yum. The last thing on a Nord's mind before death is that they're home. I used to have a sweet thing who used to make mead with elderberries. What are you thinking of, Breton? I'm about to run away and get shot. Oh, you poor sad fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Every time I drink mead, it makes me think of, of Skyrim of Skyrim and of uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. I want to play that now that it's on Game Pass. I mean, I've had it already. Like, you could have played it before. Don't, don't. Get your dirty ass finger away from my mouth. I know where it's been. I know where that disgusting uh, Viking fingers been. Alrighty, so let's get back into the actual podcast itself. So, like I said, we're switching things up. We're going to find what's the difference between the movie and the book. So we're going to look at what was lost in translation, aka what wasn't brought to the screen. Whether it was just 
unfilmable or just didn't seem to tr- like just it just couldn't be translated to screen you know that that's yeah. something that's very possible with these kinds of books yeah. you know a negative land if you would for uh charlie and the great glass elevator yeah uh <laughs> how characters are different between the two and how the two's plots vary for one another and why it may be different you yeah. know and we're also going to discuss um why change things up like we're gonna ask that big question why would they want to change things up for this? Because I feel like with certain things it makes sense, but with especially this one, uh, I feel like we're gonna, I have a lot to say about that. Um, and then we're gonna we're, there's gonna be a couple more questions later on. So uh, Sam, what would you say was lost in translation for this? Like like I mean, let's even begin with with How to Train Your Dragon. Like the book and the movie are two completely different things. Yeah. They are just completely, yeah, I was going to say it's one of those, like, from page one, even. Yeah, like, immediately. Like, okay, in the movie you have, uh, what's it called? You have literally the care. the Vikings are always, con- they're in constant fight with the dragons. The dragons are literally just these these creatures that are that live in their day-to-day lives that they have to fucking attack. I was going to say, they seem like wolves are, like... Mon- they're monsters. They're, they're just monsters. They're little monsters. Yeah. While in the books, they're trained to be like they're trained animals. Like, they're literally training dragons. Yeah. It's called <laughs> How to Train Your Dragon because it's how to train your dragon. Yeah. Literally. Which is so weird. Like, like immediately off the back, these, these two are literally almost nothing alike. Yeah. Like, the only things they really keep are character names and the themes between the two. I think Hiccup isn't too far off in the sense of... Those, yeah, everything yeah. else. Even the dragons are different. Oh, it's very much different. I mean, there's no Night Fury in this first book. There's a Nightmare. Yeah. But that's a different type of dragon. Yeah, that's the one that, uh, what's it called, engulfs itself in flames in the movie. Yeah, that's the one that Snotlet, Snotlet has. Yeah. Actually in both. Mm-hmm. That's something that actually kept together, strangely enough. Although I did love, uh, Fishlegs one. Yeah. Horror was a, That's how he says it. Horaku? Horaku. It's, it's spelled horror cow, though. Yeah, but it's coup, because it's Scottish. Ah. Uh, coup. It was being said by David Tennant. Nah. In his natural Scottish accent, so it's horakou. He's like, yeah, because it's like a coup. And I'm like, oh, cow, okay. Yeah, I I wouldn't horror have cow. gotten that. I would yeah. not have gotten that from, like, reading it. It's spelled horror cow. So it's like, oh, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I just heard horako, And I was like, it's a hor- what? Yeah. And, like, the horror bit I got of yeah. him trying to make it sound threatening. Horror. And then ko is for cow, because ko. Yeah. <laughs> the twins are actually elders. Yeah, technically. Uh, technically, they're what's it called? One of their kids is in the in the group, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, one of the twins would be. But let's let's get into Lost in Translation. Like, what could they not adapt from this book? Like, one thing Lost in Translation is the young dragon trainers in the book are all males, and there are ten in total. Uh, cut from the screen are Dog's Breath, Clueless, Spitifist, and Har- Warthog. They're changed into two uh, two women in the movie called Astrid and Roughnut. Yeah. I, I found it kind of interesting. There's like almost no women in this book except for his mom. And his mom's barely mentioned. Yeah. She's like in like three. Like three pages tops. And it's just like she's here. She, like, gave, she gave a punch to his arm, which was a way of saying, I love you. Yeah. And her bra. Yeah. And her bra. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. There's like no... this, And it's so weird because this is written by a woman. But I mean, it's clearly... I think she's very much in the mindset of... Oh, I'm making these books for little boys. I can't include girls. I'm also wondering if it was an editor thing, though, too. Because it could have been an editor. Like, there's no hint of girls, either. True. Like, there's no, like... 
Like they meant the only thing they mention with women are if you get if you train yourself a good dragon, you can get yourself a good wife. You know. Yeah. And that's like really about it. It's like sorry, sorry, women, you're just for fucking. You don't get to train your own dragon. Which isn't even how Vikings were even. Hoi de toy, you only get the fucking. Yeah, that's not how Vikings were. That's how Scottish are. Hoi de toy. But yeah, I I found that kind of weird how. They, I, I understand in the movie that why they would need to also cut some of these characters, because honestly, these dudes don't do much. Yeah, like, one of them is literally just, like... Dog's <laughs> breath is literally just his... But it's, it's, the good one's not loud. Yes, <laughs> yes, it's not loud, it's like literal fucking mouthpiece. The closest thing I could put it, and I hate using this series just because I don't want to give more energy to it. Yeah. They're the Crab and Goyle to Draco. It's very much that of just that they're there. Yeah, like literally... Clueless, I don't think, even says anything. Yeah, like, I get why Clueless... I forgot about Clueless, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, I never I never forgot about Clueless. It's such a great movie. <laughs> I mean, Clueless is a good movie. It's a great movie. I was about to say, we watched that in, like, 2021. Still holds up very well. I told, like, my boss at the time that, and she's like, Oh, man, I need to go home and rewatch that now. Yeah, but the character in How to Train Your Dragon, I forgot about. Yeah, I couldn't tell you which one that one is. Speedy Fist, literally... Like, Speedy Fist and Warty Hog... Literally, or another two are just like they say some things, and you're just like, "Oh, that could have just been a line from fucking you Dog's a... Breath or cl- or anyone else." Yeah, like most of these characters are so one dimensional, it hurts. Yeah. So, and honestly, I'm kind of happy that the movie kind of replaced them with Astrid and Roughnut because Roughnut was way more interesting of a character. Uh, I'm actually gonna check one thing in the book. Give me one sec. Yeah, there's a Tough Nut Junior. Oh so, yeah. So yeah, Tough Nut was was in there. There was just no Roughnut. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was about to say, I think Astrid and Ruffner are two characters I really enjoy from the movies. Yeah. Like, they might honestly be my favorite favorite characters from, well, mm, I like Ruffnut. I think Ruffnut's funny. Yeah. Astrid's, Astrid's eight. Anything else you would, uh, maybe notice in the Lost in Translation? I feel like part of it, like, once you change the plot, some of the characters aren't needed. Yeah. It's one of those, blah, blah, I'm trying to figure out how to phrase this. <laughs> like, having his mom be dead in the first, in the movie... Yeah. Makes more sense in the movie. I would say this for characters. Okay. I feel like that's more of a character thing than a than a Lost in Translation thing. Because I, I do I do talk about the mom a little bit in the character section. Okay. Uh, but personally, I'm not sure where to put this. This book is literally about... Or there's a literal book within this book called How to Train Your Dragon. Yeah. Which I thought was very interesting. And Sam, what, 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 what's that one... What What's this book about? It is How to Train Your Dragon. Yes. And it is thoroughly acclaimed by a bunch of things. Yeah. And I... It's one page long. Yeah, I was going to say, I have it memorized. Yeah. Shout at it. <laughs> I didn't want to shout it and, like, blow out your... Well, like, yes, obviously. I don't care about pissing off those neighbors, because... They're annoying. They've already been loud, this, loud today. Yeah. I know already, right? Yeah. Uh, another thing in the book, uh, we have H- Hiccup's grandfather, who is a soothsayer and a wise figure in his life. Honestly, his role in the book would have been lost in the movie, I feel like. Yeah. Uh, there's no real need for this type of supportive character in the movie, as Hiccup is more independent in the film than he... in, in most of his actions. Yeah. Like, he's literally going off on his own to take care of Hic... Uh, take care of Hiccup. Yeah, he's... Hiccup's taking care of Hiccup. <laughs> uh, Hiccup's taking care of, um... Toothless. Well, in this one, literally, he, he, he feels... 
he feels like the what the ten or twelve year old he's supposed to be in this book. Yeah. Versus the I think fifteen year old he is in the movie because in yeah. the movie it's, like they definitely age him up, which is also he's a teenager. Yeah. On the other hand, it kind of makes sense for like what they're doing because mm-hmm. it kind of feels like Pokemon rules of like a here's a du- here's a here's something that might kill you. Oh my god! It is a hundred percent that go into this cave. Hope you don't die. Oh my god! If they had actually stuck with that. Like, with them being younger and stuff and doing this, people would have been, like, Pokemon clone and they would have had a Pokemon game. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon Pokemon style RPG would be so tight. Just, just, you only get, like, one dragon or whatever, but whatever, you can switch them out and shit. That, oh, that would have been tight. Just saying. Instead of all those stupid-ass games they made for this. Yeah, true. So many bad games. So many bad games. Didn't you break one? No, I just threw it at a wall. (laughs) Then you scratched it, though, didn't you? No... This seems to take place in an alternate world than our own, as Rome is mentioned numerous times. So, yeah. I, I found that interesting how in the book, uh, th- this must take place in our world because Rome exists. Well, and even just how it starts of, like, he's like, there used to be dragons. Yeah. True. Whereas in the movie, they don't talk about there used to be. He's just like, welcome to Burke. It fucking sucks. Yeah. Which it does also in in the book as well. Oh yeah, are, yeah. Both of them are like. Bo- both are terrible places. Yeah, they're like. Don't we'll go over that in the character section. I'm kidding. I did not. Inc- I don't think Burke as a character. Burke is not a character. Yeah, no. Burke is just that it sucks. Yeah. Like, in the winter it sucks. In the summer it sucks. It stinks. It stinks. But yeah, I I think this that's kind of something that I found weird that's lost in translation is that there there's no mention of Rome in the movies, but there are, I mean there's plenty of mention of like our own you know of our world of like the gods you know they yeah. mentioned thor and odin i believe yep i think even they also Freya? Loco. loki <laughs> I, I just missed Loki. don't who are you trying to get crazy with i say don't you know that i'm loki don't don't shut the fuck up that actually works kind of well though it does i mean yeah loki's kind of local but yo you don't mess with loki he's local man you don't mess with him he's got daggers but yeah when talking about sneaking he made a prayer to loki yeah what was the other thing that was... Another thing that they do in the book that I feel like would not have worked well on the page. I mean, on the move screen. On the screen, yeah. Is... Someone's drunk already. Yeah, I am. Drunk with power. Ah. Anyways. Was when they talk about, like, the, oh, what a fucking nerd. Yeah. Being able to read. Like, one of the things of the How to Train Your Dragon book, someone's like, what if you can't read? Hmm. And... Gobber's like, stop showing off. Yeah. <laughs> like, the fact that it's, like, you're supposed to be dumb, and that's, like, played up a lot. Yeah. And I feel like that didn't, that wouldn't work as well on the movie screen. And I, I am, um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd agree. Yeah, because they're more of just Viking Vikings. Yeah. Um, and then this is, the, this is the last thing I have in the Lost in Translation section, at least for myself, are the dragons have their own language known as Dragonese. Which Hiccup uses to help train his dragon versus the classic method of Yeah Dragon Rota Dragonese Yeah, it's just it's just it, You just do dragon shouts yeah. at it. Fosrota! See, only the true masters do both. If you fart, that is the true yeah. mark of greatness. Uh Dragonese is is the English language spit out through a Scottish person. Although it's really funny hearing David Tennant do it because, like... Oh, my God. Okay, Sam showed me this and, like... It's in the book. I'm not gonna lie. It's in the book. It's freak. I, I actually, like, cracked up really hard. And, like, I was actually gonna start seeing, saying it to Sam, but she was actually taking a nap when I was reading that part. And I was just like, I am not gonna wake her up for a poop joke. I would love to wake up Sam for a poop joke, 
but I'm not going to wake her up for a poop joke. I appreciate you not waking me up for a poop joke. Yeah. So I didn't wake up Sam for a poop joke. You did tell me about it though later. I did later. Later I did tell her. And then... And then she didn't think it was that funny. And I got to the David Tennant one. It's funny because it sounds like he's really trying to not sound... Because one of the words is crap. Yeah, it's crapper. Yeah. He says crapper. But the way he like tries to phrase it like working around. Yeah. Crap. I'm gonna I'm gonna post how it sounds right here. Here are some common dragon phrases to get you started. Ni a crapa in a dihusus pishu. No pooing inside the house, please. Me mama no like it yum yum on de bum. My mother does not like to be bitten on the bottom. Pishu kindly goba utama friendly. Please, would you be so kind as to spit my friend out? Thank you, Chris. Uh, as Sam has told me, the she well for one, she told me she what's it called? Uh, she showed me it, and then also I I just need to find the audio book online. And I'll just it's funny because I listened up. to the first one and then you heard the rest, and you're like, why didn't you he- let me listen to the poop one, Sam? I was disappointed. I wanted to hear the poop one. That's the best one. It is the, bunch. the best one. All right, Sam. Is there anything else you would say that is lost in translation? What could not have been brought up on the screen for this? I think the way, because both of them use basically a form of psychology for the dragons. Yeah. But how they used psychology on the final, like, conflict Mm -hmm. does not work the same. No, definitely not. And honestly, like, the, the kind of finale of the two are so vastly different, where one is literally just a big action scene in the movie of having, you know, Toothless shoot a flame into the, um... Giant. The giant... Uh, I actually have the name of that dragon. It is a it's, it's a sea dragon. It's Giganticus Maximus. Yeah, that's yeah. what it's called. Uh, but yeah, the, into that thing's mouth. In in the book, he literally has two of two sea dragonesses fight each other, and then they like one of them ends up surviving like barely, but barely, and then slowly starts dying. And I, I thought it was pretty interesting. Th- yeah, and then fucking exploding at the end. That was I did not expect it to explode. Yeah. Like, it, it pulled a fucking... I'm trying to think of what movies end with, like, the monster exploding. Like, there's How to Kill a Monster from Goosebumps, which... Oh, fun fact. Okay. Off topic here, but I had an interview recently, and one of the questions he asked was, what's something that you can do, like, that you know, like, the back of your hand, um, that you can just explain immediately to me right here, right now? And I just started laughing. I could not have a laugh. And I, and I was like... I can explain all the end, the twist endings to Goosebumps, but I'm not going to use that as my example because that is stupid for this job interview because it has nothing to do with books or anything. It's 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 a, it's a tech job. Yeah. And uh, but he he was like, okay, off topic. What's the twist ending to um, what was the first one? Uh, Shocker on Shock Street, which I was just like, they're, they're robots at the end. The kids are end up being robots. And then uh, he was like, okay. Then he's like. I think it's like, stay out of the attic, and I was like, stay out of the basement, or I live in your basement, or maybe even how to kill a monster, the one with like the big fuzzy paw, he's like, I, no, how to kill a monster, I'm like, the, the monster's allergic to it, which I didn't sell him, it explodes, because that only happens in the in the TV show, I think. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I brought up Goosebumps in my job interview, guys. Uh, will it cinch me the job? Probably not, but I think I flexed Goosebumps on, in my job interview. Beautiful. Because I, I can name every single fucking twist ending. So, there we go. Beautiful. Beautiful indeed. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so let's go into characters. Let's just go one character at a time of what's kind of the big differences. Let's yeah. let's go ahead and start with our lead, Hiccup. 
Uh, personally, I find both incarnations are pathetic, but in their own ways. Yeah, they're all, they're differently pathetic. They both are trying to break tradition, but in the book, Hiccup is trying to train Toothless without yelling at him, as he's not a good yeller, you know? Which I think is just such a, that feels true to the movie as well. I feel like that Hiccup would do the same kind of thing. Well, it's kind of the similar motivation of he can't do it the way everyone else does, because they kill dragons, and he goes to try to kill Toothless, but he can't in the movie. Yeah. So it's that same thing of he can't do what's expected of him. Yeah. So he's working around I it. They keep the themes. Like, that's the biggest... I think that's the biggest thing with this is they keep the themes very much relevant between the two. Yeah. Like, th- that's literally the only thing these things share are the themes. Yeah. But they're not. They're But they're told in very different ways. I like themes. Yeah. Theme parks. We. Uh, but yeah, while in the movie, he's learning a vast amount about dragons while caring for the injured Toothless, which very much, I mean, they're both learning about the dragons themselves. Well, but like in the book, he's literally just learning about how dickhead dragons are. Like he's literally has like a checklist of like, how can I train this? Can I maybe bribe it? Nope, that doesn't work. Should I work with their, should I try to, you know, play off their ego? That doesn't really work. Revenge, I literally thought revenge was going to be the way that that it was going to work. And it almost kind of did. It almost like, worked, yeah. Toothless is like, maybe. Yeah. We'll come back to that. <laughs> yeah. I'll come back to you on that. Uh, but yeah, well, in the, you know, I was about to say, well, in the movie, he's just literally learning. He's literally just being the first person to train a dragon. And also in the movie, he's very much a loner. But in the book, he does have a friend in Fish Legs. And they do spend time with one another. They're, yeah. they're honestly best friends with one another. Yeah. Uh, which I found that to be really weird how... How that was kind of different between the two. Yeah, no, no, in the movie he kind of has like some like moments with fish legs, yeah. but not like a hundred percent. Like you, can't, like I would never say they're friends. I would say they're like the two losers in the back of the class. I was okay. I was gonna say something similar. I was gonna say the two who get forcibly paired together because they can't get anyone else. Exactly. Yeah. So they're just like, yeah, I guess, I guess I'll work with hey, you. Hey, guy. Yeah. Not like they're not like they want to hang out, but they're stuck together. What else would you say is different between these two? Or between Hiccup? I would say also with Hiccup, there's a big difference in, like, their secrets. Mm -hmm. Because, like, Dad looks down, like, both of them, it's one of those, why don't you just become a warrior with Hiccup? Like, that's the expectation, is to be a great Viking. I feel like in the movie, it's way more about the family thing than in this one. Because, like, I feel like the dad in the book is proud of him almost no matter what. Like, yeah. he sees that he has this little tiny pathetic dragon, but when they, you know, lie and tell him that's actually secretly a big dragon that's going to grow up and be big, he's just, like, overly, stupidly excited. He's like, yeah, excited. that's my boy. That's he's, my he, boy. He's like big dumb dad. He is Daryl from, uh, what's it called? Dungeons and Daddies. Dungeons and Daddies. Um, but also, the, like, he does have to keep a secret of it. In the movie, he has to keep the secret. Again, the theme's the same, but yeah. variations on it. Very much different, because, like, I feel like the secret in the book is just, he's just speaking Dragonese and trying to train it differently. Yeah. And it's not that, like, big as, I'm holding our worst enemy within our within the tribe. Here's this village. thing that killed our mom. Yeah. I'm friends with it now. It's my best friend. Don't kill him. Yeah. Don't kill the thing I love. Versus, like, I spoke a language you don't like. Yeah. Th- those are two very different. Fuck. <laughs> You know, he'd be like, uh, anything else you would say different between the book and screen? For Hiccup, specifically? Yeah. Those are the big differences. Yeah, I was about to say, there's little things, but, like, I feel like over-encompassing, we've kind of, we, at least I tackled most of them. You, I, I like what you put in there, though, for sure. Uh, toothless. 
Sam, what do you want to say about Toothless? Toothless, Toothless is night and day different. Night and day is fucking... Uh, uh, would you say, uh, 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 night, uh, oh my god, what is he called? A Toothless Daydream. Yeah, a Toothless Daydream or a night, oh my god, what is he, night, Nightwing? No, um. Now oh, I'm forgetting what, oh, god, but I'm yeah, tired. they are totally, so too, I can't talk, Jesus They're Christ. totally different, dude. They're totally different, because like. What they think he is, basically, is a garden variety, basically a house cat. Yeah, yeah, he's literally just a common brown garden dragon. That's what like, he's supposed to be. Like, he's small. The toothless means he literally doesn't have any teeth. Like, literally. Yeah, literally. Versus in the movie, he just has retractable teeth. Yeah. Which I thought was kind of weird. I feel like they were like, shit, they forgot that its name was Toothless. Yeah. And they had to work backwards. That is my guess with yeah. that. But yeah, with... I was about to say, like, that's the biggest, like, that right there is one of the biggest differences, just size differences. Like, literally, he's the size of a chihuahua. He's literally what the, the little tiny nightmare guys are. Like, the little, na- I think they call them natters in the movie. Natters, yeah. Because what's it called? They, I, I think in the movie they even reference that, like, the natters were based off of Toothless from the book. Yeah. Like that and, you know, chihuahuas and shit. Yeah, just tiny little, like... Little goblin fuckers. They even do the, like, little air little, push-up little, thing little that push-ups. little lizard that, that lizards do to, like, show off slash regulate body. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I was about to say, completely different, like... Even even personality-wise, he's completely different. Because, yeah. like, in the movie, I feel like he kind of acts like just, like, a normal house cat or even normal dog. Well, in this one, he acts like, in the book, he acts like a fucking jerk-ass chihuahua or a house cat. He literally pushes stuff off the fucking oh, yeah. shelf. Well, and my favorite is when they try to bribe him. Mm-hmm. He just eats till he's sick and then he vomits. Yep. Which is, like, the most chihuahua thing. Yeah. Or even cat thing. True. That cat that, like, yeah. unhinged, like... <laughs> yeah. But that's a big difference in the book slash movie. Also, before anyone gets at us about um about uh, Toothless, we're only going over the first movie and first book. Yes, I'm aware that Toothless is technically actually a bigger dragon, or actually a adolescent version of a big dragon later on. Yeah. Uh, I think that retcon is also kind of lame, because I find him being just a normal dragon just to be more interesting. Yeah. Even Noelia said that in, uh, what's it called? One of the podcasts we did. Yeah. Which will actually come out next week. <laughs> Night Fury. Night Fury. Oh, it's daydream. It's the difference between daydream and night fury. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Uh. But yeah, honestly, like Toothless is night and day different between like not even within size and personality. Just everything about him is so much difference. It's crazy. You have anything yeah. else to say? I think those are the big things. It's just like he is a totally different character. Like there's, it's no one to one here. And it's not just because in the book he can talk and out of the in the movie he can't. Yeah. Like the personality just is. Yeah, different. like we said, it's personality and size. Like, everything yep. about him is so weird and off. Alright, uh, next up we're gonna talk about Stoic, the dad. Uh, honestly, I feel like it's it's almost the same thing with, with Toothless, of like, in the book he seems like a very simple-minded Viking leader, while in the movie his brash actions are done with strategy, yet are still reckless. Like, yeah. he, he's definitely, he feels like a true Stoic hero in the movie versus in the in the book he's just like this hard to scream at it louder yeah yell at it kid like i i don't know i there's really not much to say about stoic yeah he's very one-dimensional in the book in the movie it definitely they definitely do expand on his character and why he acts this way um i feel like chris i i feel like this is definitely the the 
like the whole family drama thing, I'm just like, oh, Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlos, uh, you guys love your family drama, don't ya? With I mean, your Lilo and Stitches. I mean, it worked both times, so. Yeah, it worked, it worked very well. So joke's on us. Joke's on us. Oh my god, they also made very highly marketable animal-like characters. Yes. For both Stitch and and Toothless. Very much so, yes. Yeah, I just thought of that. I'm like, wait. They have the same uh, head shape. They do. Yes. They really do. <laughs> why, why do you think I said that? <laughs> Next up, Gobber. Sam, you want to talk a little bit about the differences between Gobber? So, Gobber is kind of a jerk in both versions. Yeah. But differently. Yeah, I was about to say, he's just mean in the book. Yeah, he's just an asshole, yeah. like... And he gets his comeuppance, like, he definitely gets that... He He's very much the mean gym teacher in this. I feel like he's just a mean gym teacher yeah. in the book. Well, in the movie, he he's mean, but at least he's supportive. He kind of seems like that uncle that will just, like, tell you exact... Like, not what... Kind of what you need to hear, but not what you wanted to hear. Yeah. And not in the nicest way, either. Yeah. Like, like he's crass. He's, he's a bit crass. Like, you're not gonna, like, discuss poetry with him. Yeah, no. But he's he's kind of the uncle that, like, hey, my car's broken, can you fix it? Yeah. And he might insult you. Yeah. But he'll do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, I feel like Gobber is not a... Like, there's not a... T- like, his character feels very much the same, just, just slightly nicer yeah. in the movie. And also, it doesn't hurt that he's voiced by, what, Craig Ferguson? Yeah, Craig Ferguson. Which, I mean, he just does a, just does a great job. Just makes everything funnier in yeah. that way, like a lot of the one-liners and such. Alright, Snotlouts! The, the the guy who looks like Jack Black in the movie. Yeah, I'm always like, I, I know he's not voiced by Jack Black, Yeah. but my brain always goes, oh, he's voiced by Jack Black, right? Right. Right? No. So, you know, both are assholes, in, in, but in different ways. In the book, he's very much like the Astrid in the movie. You know, he's very confident, and he knows he's the best. Yeah. You know? He even takes the Nightmare, which is not supposed to be anyone but a chief. Chief or, or the chief's son. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, no, fuck you, I'm gonna be chief. Yeah. I was about to say, he literally is Hiccup's cousin, and he's trying to kill him. Like, he literally is like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. Well, to be fair, part of that's, like, after the exile thing. Even before that, he was gonna try to kill him. True. Like, he was like, I am planning on killing you. Like, in the first, like, in the second chapter, he's like, I'm gonna kill you. Usurp the fucking throne, basically. Like, in the movie, he's overly confident in his abilities, but he makes many mistakes, uh, making him more of a butt monkey than an actual bully. Like, he's literally just a butt monkey. Yeah, he's an asshole, but he's not really, like, a threat to Hiccup in any way. Yeah. He literally is just like, I'm gonna joke at you, Hiccup. Oops, I failed too. Butt monkey. Yeah. Yeah, I was about to say, I feel like Snotlot is very different between the two, but I feel like his overly confident, his overconfidence and him actually being good was definitely translated to being like Astrid in the movie. First, but she's not a bitch though. She kind of is at the first. Yeah, I mean, she's not like, she's, she, it's because she knows she's the best. You're only saying she's a bitch because when a girl's confident, (laughs) sorry. Well, and part of it is also like the how the fuck did you get so good so fast too, where Hiccup goes from like. Being a complete Which, failure. I mean, in all fairness, so, I mean, yeah. well, how the fuck did you get so good, little, you little turd? Yeah, I do agree. I do get that, though. Like, yeah, I would be pissed, she too. She ain't no bitch. Because she, she worked real hard. Like, you you definitely see that she works at it. Yeah. Like, it's not effortless. You're right. I, Work it, bitch. I, I retract my bitch statement. I'm sorry. That was misogynistic of me. <laughs> that was very misogynistic. You're a mean girl, Sam. That was not the worst thing. You're Tina. You're, uh, what's it called? Tina Fey in that one episode of, um... Uh, I was gonna say Parks and Rec. Um, Dirty Rock. Dirty Rock, where she finds out that she was actually the bully. 
Have you seen that episode? No. It's it's pretty funny where she just finds out that she was actually the bully and not the bullied. It's pretty funny. It's a good episode. Thirty Rock kind of under like I, I was about to say like I I it went under my radar for a very long time, but it's actually pretty funny. It's pretty good. I just don't like sitcoms, but that one pretty funny. All right, off to Fish Legs. Sam's favorite character, Fish Legs. I, I wouldn't go. Well, um, yeah, I wouldn't go that far. You wouldn't say top five? Top three? I'd say top five. Top three. Probably top three. Top three. So. Yeah. Like number two. Number three. No, number two. Number who's, three. Who's, who's one and two then? Uh, Hiccup. Uh-huh. And then I also, as much as an asshole Toothless is, I do kind of like him as at least, like, it's kind of fun. <laughs> yeah. And also, again, part of it's the audiobook, so like hearing the way the voices and the cadence yeah. does probably help it. Probably. So, fish legs. Sam's third favorite character from the book. Uh. <laughs> so, do you want me to yeah, take it from? Go right ahead. So, one of the big differences, like, he's very much, he's very similar in some aspects. Like, he's the nerdy kid that is, again, if you're, if Gobber is the PE teacher, mm-hmm. he's the kid that's running in last place and walking yeah. half the mile. I feel like the difference between fish legs in the movie and the book is, in the movie, he's a nerd. Yeah. He knows the stuff about the dragons. Yeah. In the book, he's a geek. He's allergic to reptiles, which means he's allergic to dragons, and is also he also has to wear glasses because he can't see for shit. Yeah, but it's not that different. Like it's one of those themat again thematically. Thematically, yeah, he's not that different. He's not that different. I mean, no, I'd say thematically he's very much different. True. Like I feel like geek and nerd two different things. But it's still he's still kind of that back of the class again. The we're friends because we're together. Yeah. Not because of we have great insights and interest together kind of thing yeah fair all right and last but not least sam don't interrupt me when i bring up this character because you, you're gonna want to interrupt me hiccup's mom see see i told you you wanted to in the book her name is valhalla the ultimate viking stripper name <laughs> that's why i didn't want you to interrupt me thank you okay thank you <laughs> you, you can now talk about it all you want because that, that was my one really big so, joke <laughs> Again, we can't speak to the books like two and on because we just read book one. Yeah, we're so only going over book one and movie one. So don't come for me kind of thing. Yeah. Don't come for me comment section. But in book, in movie one, she's dead. Or yeah, presumed she's dead. She's presumed dead. So Dead off screen. Yeah, it's one of those, oh, I miss your mother. She would have been so proud of you kind of thing. Yeah. In the book, she says like one line. <laughs> And that's fucking... She might as well be dead. Let's be real here. Yeah. Like... Yeah, Chris Sanders and uh, Dean Dubois, Dubois were very smart about, like, just leaving her dead. Yeah, there's... having her dead. Yeah, there's some stuff where I'm like, uh, did they have to change this and this? Yeah. That one I'm okay with, because, again, it doesn't change anything. Like, technically, you could even have the father-son and have her be there mm-hmm. and nothing fucking change if she was book canning, because she's just kind of like, I'm making breakfast. Yeah. She literally does nothing except have the best Viking stripper name. Yeah. <laughs> I I heard it, and I was like, what the fuck? Did you not think immediately Viking stripper name? I didn't think it, but you're not. Well, hello, Rama. But you're correct. Like, yeah. it's one of those, when you say that, Her it makes bikini sense. bikini and all. Yeah, no, here. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I just said I didn't think of it. I was yeah. just like, what the fuck is that name? Yeah, but yeah. Uh, she's kind of just in his life as a figure. Versus in the movie, she's she's presumed dead, though. Uh, and her also her name is Valka in the movie. Series. That's a better name. Yeah. Well, you don't like Valhalla Come on, Valhalla The ultimate. Uh, 
<laughs> Valkyrie stripper. Oh. Honestly, it sounds more like a strip club than a strip name. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to Valhalla. At least in the mo- in the book, her bus size is at least big. Unlike in the movie, they shrank her down, Sam. <laughs> Uh, that's all I got for that. Uh, how about some plot differences? Which, this is gonna be so fucking short, because, honestly, literally what we have said is, there's nothing alike between these two. There's nothing. But I have three key points that I want to bring up. Uh, one, one of the biggest differences between the page and the screen are the dragons of the books are actually being trained from the start by the Vikings to act like trained dogs and horses. You know, they're literally riding them and shit. Well, in the movie, the ravenous beasts that attack the village before Hiccup learns how to train them. Big old plot difference on that one, you know? Yeah. But so that's literally a huge difference and changes everything about the book and the movie. Yeah. Uh, when a gigantic dragon has landed on the beach, the hooligan tribe is unsure of what to do. In the movie, they would have just started fighting it. In the book, they attempt to yell at it and eventually call on Hiccup to speak with it as he's the only one who can speak the forbidden language of Dovakin. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Dragonese. <laughs> Dovakin, Dovakin. And then uh, my last thing is both end with Hiccup waking up in bed to the revelation of something terrible. The movie being the loss of his leg and the book of the book being the apparent death of Toothless. Yeah. Which, yeah. Also, something that I kind of want to point out is a not the biggest plot point, but mm. also how it's solved. Yeah. Because they're both used through, like, keen observation and the whole, like, basically blowing it up from the inside. Hmm. The beginning of the, like, finale is truly cunning. It's truly brain over brawn. Yeah. It's not like, here's how we do a full-on assault. It's, let's get these two fucking behemoths to fight it out, and hopefully they'll just kill each other. Mm-hmm. So, I felt that was also very... It, it does change the theme a little bit in the way of the dragons. Yeah. And about his, like, Vikingness. Do you have anything to bring up with the whole plot differences? I feel like the whole fucking story is a difference. I yeah. just felt like those were some key parts to bring up. That was like the one other big part of just yeah. that. But other than that, no, it's you're right. On Again, it's just the whole damn book. Yeah. So, Sam, now I ask the question, why change things up? Like, why, why, why the difference? Why make so many differences? One of the things I thought, because one thing you brought up when you were talking to me about it, mm-hmm. is it felt like a very... Like, kind of early DreamWorks movie to an extent. It definitely feels like a DreamWorks... Yeah, it feels like it. Like, it's literally... The book is filled with crude humor, shenanigans, and interesting characters. It's prime material for an eyebrow-raised poster. Like, I could see Hiccup being like... Mm. No, yeah. no, not even Hiccup. Fucking Toothless, toothless being like... Mm. You know? Sassy. Sassy eyebrow. Yeah. But I think part of it is one they wanted to go into a different direction and do more than just the same theme. Yeah. And it's also, some of the stuff, again, just would not work screen to movie. And when they got the people that made Lilo and Stitch, they're like, how about family drama? Yeah. I was about to say, yeah, like, the original script for the movie was apparently closer to the book. Like, it literally was almost like a one-to-one. But the writer and director team of Chris Sanders and Dean DeBlois, DeBlois? I don't know. DeBlois? DeBlois. DeBlois. DeBlois? Because there's an L in there. Yeah. DeBlois. I think. The blob. Uh, made adjustments to it to make it more mature and a, and add a bit more edge to it. 
As much as I think it would have worked as a straight adaptation, I think the changes work for the better to craft a film that can be enjoyed not just by kids and especially just little boys, because this is a this is a little boy ass book. Yeah. Uh, but by the whole family, like it's definitely like I feel like that's one of the biggest reasons is they made it more about the family, you know? Yeah. Like I feel like that's also kind of like what worked with Captain Underpants, where yes, it's uh, Captain Underpants is like a big little boy ass movie mm-hmm. or little boy ass book series but when they made the movie it still has that freaking charm to make an adult like me crack up like crazy and me who never read it as a kid yeah like i i feel like they did like the the the, the, the 2010s for for dreamworks for a very good time yeah but yeah i feel like that's why they changed it up is just to make a more mature film that would just be more relatable what better for a wide audience yeah you know, like, I can't think of How to Train Your Dragon without thinking of the actual movie itself and being like, yes, this was a very mature flick. This is like the beginning of like, what's it called? It's like this and like, it was like there were three movies in the, in this kind of era for DreamWorks that really made that change. It was Kung Fu Panda and Shrek uh, Forever After and How to Train Your Dragon. Like without those movies, you probably wouldn't have the more serious movies that DreamWorks had made later on. But then they're back to trolls and shit now. Trolls prints money, so. Trolls prints motherfucking money. Yep. Ruby Gilman, get out of here, you fucking squid. Alrighty, so yeah. And and do you have anything else to add to that? Of why I changed things up? I think also, again, like, the needed to add more women considering there is basically one. There's the mommy! Having a mommy makes it okay. And having women allowed to be as part of, like, the Vikings... Yeah. Yeah, no just sir. in general. Just nice, good. I don't... Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, next question. And I only have two questions left, Sam. Uh, can you still enjoy the movie without reading or even after reading the book? So two, kind of a two-for-one question. Uh, let, let's just answer, can you still enjoy the movie without reading the book? Yes. Because they're so different. Like, there's not... Yeah. You're not going to be missing some subtext or something like that. There's no. There's nothing you're missing out on this. Like, there's no, like, little, oh, but this character was in it and he was so good. No, yeah, no, no, no. No, fucking, fu- fuck, uh, uh, fucking misinformation boy. I don't know his name. Uh, I'm trying to remember their names. Fuck. Clueless. <laughs> Not the movie, though. That was a good movie. Yeah, that was a great movie. Uh, and then, yeah, what, can you still enjoy the book, or, or the movie, after reading the book? Yes. It's, granted, it is a very, again, very different. Yeah. But it's. So different again, it's just, it's two separate entities. It's not, yeah. oh, but they didn't add this, and they took out this. Yeah, without a doubt. It's a yes to both those questions. Like, the movie may be exceedingly different from its source material, but that makes it an easy one to enjoy without having read the book. Uh, I believe that it keeps the themes and, and most of the characters true to the material, and it can still easily be enjoyed by, by those who enjoyed the book. Yeah. Like, I, I feel like it's not like a Harry Potter thing, you know, I hate to bring up Harry Potter, but that's like the easiest thing of like, uh, they changed this so much. It's not the Goblet of Fire thing of like, why did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Or the, what the fuck is with that ending, because there's, it seems like there's a giant plot hole in there. Yeah. But it's not when you read the book. Yeah. And the fact that you need to read the book does subtract from that. Fair enough. Alrighty. And final question. Which is better? Personally? I would say the movie. The book, really? I'm just kidding. No, no, I, I completely agree. That This feels like a loaded question to ask. Like, without a doubt, it's the book. 
it's the movie. <laughs> you almost said the book. I, I did say the book for a second. But, yeah, it's just, again, they're vastly different, but it also feels like this I can enjoy, and I could have my nephew also enjoy it. Yeah. Whereas this, I might, the book, my nephew might enjoy it, I don't know. I think he, I think they would. Yeah. But as an adult, it was like, okay, this is fine. Like, it's just not for me. This, yeah. I am not the intended audience. Yeah. And it feels very obvious in that. Yeah, it's definitely a great little boy book. Versus the movie being a great family film. It's a... Hell, it's just a great movie in general. Yeah. Like, it's filled with a lot of, like, action and heartfelt moments and just... just, just overjoyment. Overjoyment is all I can have for that movie. Yeah. Like, I... I Yeah, the, I didn't... I did not hate the book or anything, but I did find myself getting really bored like, reading after a while. Like, I think around, like, page 150, I was just like, okay, get on with it. Yeah. I get it. Little boy book. <laughs> like, yeah, it's 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 definitely a, um... It's definitely one I would r- rather watch than read. Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. So, yeah, that's our first, uh, kind of, like, what happened of the book series. If you have a book or movie, well, I guess book and movie that you think we should do an episode of this on, like kind of do our like a little analysis of, leave a comment down below or go on our Patreon at patreon.com/drunkenbookclub, donate a dollar, pitch in a dollar a month, and we'll listen to you. We listen to recommendations. I was about to say, maybe even if you don't want us to do an analysis kind of between book and movie. If you're just like, I want you to read this book. Yeah, we want you to read Ghost of Fear Street number 13, How to Be a Vampire. Fucking drop a dollar and we'll read it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's that's where I would say that's where we are. You know, Drunken Book Club, uh, patreon.com slash Drunken Book Club. Also get a shout out. What up, Trey? You're the best around. Nothing's ever gonna keep you down. You're the best around. But yeah, I was about to get a shout out every week, get bonus episodes every week, and so much more. And it's just a dollar a month. You don't have to, you can pitch in what you think we deserve, but a dollar is fine. You're not, you don't have to pay a bunch of money. Yeah, you don't have to break the bank. We're, we're literally not asking you to break the bank here. We're literally just asking you, we're asking for a dollar. Can you have a dollar? For less than a cup of coffee. Yeah, way less you than a cup of coffee. You can help out a podcast. A stupid podcast. <laughs> Only stupid po- um, stupid podcasts need the most love. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, episode that was in a training I went to. Yep. And hey, I, I'd, I'd like to say thank you for listening, guys. I do actually want to know what you guys think about this episode in general. Even if it's not on the Patreon, just leave a comment in our Twitter or wherever you're listening to. Or even in, in the comments of like our SoundCloud, because you can leave comments there. Uh, you can just be like, yo, I like this, I like this. Or, nah, stick with your regular formula. But I wanted to do a little something different. Yeah. And honestly, I had a good time. I did too. Let's say, wouldn't mind having uh, Noelia on here, because she actually read this book way, well beforehand. Yeah. So, But I was just like, eh, I, don't want, I didn't want to have to have first her to read a book, and this was really short notice, honestly. Because we're, we're literally recording this, and I'm having this edited by Monday of this, like, we're recording this on Friday, I'm going to have this out by Monday. Literally, so within, you know, three days. Yeah. I'm fast. Except on the street. It's me on a tricycle. No, don't pat my belly. I'm allergic. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, it's okay. It doesn't really hurt. You also scratched me. Sorry. With your she-devil. You got skin.
You got my skin on you. I'm sorry. You're gross. I'm sorry. Eat your victory reward, I'm cat. Piece of your skin that's gross. Earn the victory. Have a little bit piece of my spirit within you. The fuck is wrong with you? Would you like some of my bathwater? Join our Patreon. Patreon.com. <laughs> Drunken Book Club. Sorry, I was I was thinking of uh, bathwater. What was what was I watching or reading? Turnip Boy robs a bank. Has okay, bat, okay, I couldn't water. remember that one. If that was where the bathwater was. There was another bathwater thing I heard recently where I was like, "What? Oh, Kiff. Kiff. Oh yeah, Kiff had bathwater too. Fourth, the bathwater. The fourth bath. Ugh, so <sighs> gross. She took the fifth bath. Actually, she took the, the fifth bath. Yeah, <laughs> she did. If you have not watched Kiff, uh, watch watch like the, the watch the first episode. See what you think. I, I thought it was pretty funny. Yeah. It's 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 not like... It's not... I, I think Mo, the Ghost of Molly McGee is definitely better. But uh, this isn't half bad. Yeah. It's not bad. It's enjoyable. It's, it's okay. It's not like me cartoon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, we went really way off course here. Hey, thank you for listening. Make sure to like, subscribe, and all that other stuff. And follow us at DBC underscore pod on Twitter. And at Drunken Book Club on uh, uh, Blue Sky. I was going to say Mastodon. No, I do not have a Mastodon yet. I have one, but I forgot how to set it up, and I'm in the wrong server. I'm confused yeah. and lost. Yeah. Uh, so I don't toot. I'm sorry. And Sam, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter and Blue Sky at Berserker Rose, also on Tumblr every so often. Sorry I scratched you again. <laughs> it's fine. And you can follow Weiss at Force Left Hander, drop the E on Hander, and Brandon at Aldrich Maid, spelled M A I D. Uh, you can find them wherever you can find them. <laughs> Alrighty, next week we're oof, we're taking a, we're we're gonna be uh, going to um a little a little town in Germany and visiting a cute little pupper named Frankenstein's dog. Yeah, that's right. Reading a Goosebumps book. Woo! As about to say, which is you know what's funny. So uh, the movie I'm pairing it with is uh, Lisa Frankenstein. That's coming mm-hmm. out uh, February 9th. When I was at Savers today. There was a book called Frankenstein's Daughter, and I was all like, oh, I c- we could be doing that technically, because I think Lisa Frankenstein is supposed to be her daughter, his daughter or something, I don't know. No, it's like a romance. Is it? Okay. Where she's like, oh, like she sees him on the gravesite, and they're like, you're fucking weird, Lisa. And then he somehow comes back to life. Okay. And madness ensues. And they fuck. I don't know. I haven't seen that. I, speaking I of, speaking of fucking, uh, do you, have you heard about the movie Poor Things? Yes. Okay. And uh, do you know what it's about at all? It's like, it's kind of a Pygmalion myth twist kind of thing. Yeah, where it's it's literally, uh, he puts the brain of his daughter inside a grown woman's body or whatever or something. Yeah. And um, I, I walked in on that movie the other day, and um, I did not expect to walk in on the sex scene. <laughs> and it's really gratuitous. Oh like, my god. Like, uh, I think it's Mark Ruffalo who's porking her, but, like, they're really going at it. I was like, damn, look at, look at her titty go. And, like, he's biting down on a little, on a little nipple there. I'm like, good, good for him. Good for him. Yeah. Sorry, just what you're saying. You got thrice fucked by the best. (laughs) Got thrice laid. Thrice fucked. (laughs) Uh, thank you for joining us this week, and, uh, see you guys next week for Frankenstein's Dog. We don't have to make a big deal of it. We can get coffee. Uh, no. (laughs) Fuck!